0: going on everybody welcome to podcast revived episode number 17 i am your host as always shane craig and joining me is the lovely jesse craig
1: happy late halloween
0: right it's it's the day after Hall- is there like a name for the there's like a name before thanksgiving right like fridays the, yeah. fr- the friday before uh there's no name for the day after halloween christmas well, i mean there
1: but it's not a traditional
0: holiday. Okay, well, fair enough. The day after (laughs) Halloween, everybody, which you'll be listening to this on podcasts on the following day after that, but at any rate, if you're on YouTube, happy the day after Halloween. If you don't know, Podcast Revived is where we share our love of tech, gaming, and nerd culture with all of you lovely listeners and viewers. We record every week and we post on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, I can't think of any more, all of them, uh, every single week. So be sure to leave a like, a rating, a share if you want to do that. That'd be great. And perhaps even a review if you're on iTunes or something like that. If you do leave a review, we will potentially read said review on the show, on the air live for everyone else to get to hear your your lovely name. If you have a question, a topic you want to st- to talk about, you can either tweet it at me at ScaryIfLiteral or head to ScaryIfLiteral dot com and look for the form down there at the bottom of the page. So that is my intro for the show today. Jesse, how are you feeling this morning? I know we've got a little bit of, you know, interesting maybe maybe news from your side. If you want to talk about what's been going on with you for the last day or so,
1: yeah. So, I mean, just first of all, like I'm really feeling the spooky season. I love that um i'm excited i'm gonna carve some pumpkins today and take the seeds out and make baked seeds and try to make pumpkin bread but also i got a new phone Mm -hmm. so
0: Mm -hmm. if you did not see i did an unboxing on our channel of the pixel 5 which i felt like was a what well, I feel like one of my better unboxing videos that I've done. I, I felt like it went really well. I feel like it was a fun video. I wish more people will have watched the video because it was yeah. a good video. But if you haven't seen it, um, a lot of people in the comments are asking. They're like, "What happened to the V60?" Well, if you missed that, mm-hmm. the V60 got returned. Too big for you. Didn't use the uh, didn't use the dual screen case quite as much as as maybe we thought that you might. So it got returned yeah. and the Pixel 5 is the is the new the new daily carry for you. So you've had it in your hands for a full day. Today's day 2. Yeah. So yeah. what what was day 1 with the Pixel 5 like for you?
1: Um day 1 you know, for any new phone is frustrating because I have to log into all my apps and I can't remember all my passwords, so
0: that's fine. We, we need to figure out why Google's not remembering <laughs> your stuff, because when I switch phones yeah. I I touch the username and it's like, Oh, this is Twitter and this is your stuff. You wanna use that? And I hit autofill and it just logs me in. So I don't know yeah, why mine doesn't I don't know why remember. you're not Yeah. Yeah.
1: Mine gotta, doesn't remember any of that stuff. Um the main thing that I love about it is that like I don't feel like I'm gonna drop it constantly because it's grippy on the back. I probably don't have a good enough camera to even see that, but it's like a matte. Um, is that like a like a metal? Is
0: that like a metal? Yeah, right it's actually a really odd thing about the Pixel Five, which I didn't actually really talk about in the unboxing, is that it's actually made of, um, it's made of recycled aluminum which is quite oh. which is quite interesting and it's got this coating on it that gives it a kind of a grippier texture. Now what's strange about it being aluminum is that wireless charging has not been a thing through aluminum because it just doesn't it doesn't work. You have to have glass. So what they've done is apparently there's a cutout back there somewhere that allows the current to get through. Mm to the to the wireless charging coil
1: that's actually really interesting i was curious like how is it doing wireless charging if it's if it's metal like if it's aluminum i guess i don't know it's pretty cool though um the thing i love about it is it's the same size as the pixel 3 that i had which i don't have in here um the bezels are a lot smaller and that's actually something like it didn't bother me on the Pixel 3 at all that the bezels were that small until I went to my Xiaomi phone and then went back to the Pixel 3.
0: And, you and also like the,
1: using the LG V60 that had a beautiful screen too but
0: so when you when you used a phone that had no chin, no forehead, no bezels really, going back to the Pixel 3 felt a yeah. little clunky
1: it did and then coming back to this i mean it it obviously has like the frame around the side but like that doesn't it doesn't bother me and you know what i have probably like a very unpopular opinion i'm not bothered by the hole punch either like that doesn't bother me yeah it's interesting i don't know what there's something about it that i'm just like it's it's okay it's fine right there
0: I mean, it's off to the side. It's relatively small. Um, it's not. Yeah,
1: if if it was in the middle, that would that would bother me a lot.
0: Yeah, it doesn't. It didn't bother me a ton looking at it. I feel like you could probably get used to it over time. I'm not a huge fan of you know hole punches and screens just in general, yeah. but I I think that um you know I, I think as hole punches go, it's not it's not super super distracting
1: yeah and then the the camera bump is not
0: it's almost not a bump it's
1: it's nothing like what you see today
0: and that's something too, the that
1: that that's better well, that's,
0: maybe. that's something too that um you know speaking of the the camera bump you know people have people have talked about for a while that um you know, okay, like one of the things about the Duo, it's super duper thin, it doesn't have a great camera. Well, the reason it doesn't have a great camera is because it's super duper thin. So you can't fit a 48 megapixel camera in a body that's that thin. If you look at the note 20 ultra and the the literally the camera bump is nearly as thick as the surface duo is unfolded it's, I mean, it's huge it's massive but that's because they're trying to fit a gigantic camera in there uh the bigger the camera is you know the, the literally the bigger the sensor is it's a hundred megapixels it's going to be a physically larger camera duh so it's not going to fit in smaller spaces you can't fit right. something big into something small so the pixel 5 is using a 12 megapixel I think it's a 12.2 megapixel primary sensor which is the same primary camera it's been using since I want to say the pixel 2 so the pixel 2 has the same camera as the pixel 5 which has the same camera as the pixel 3 they're all the same sensor and it's not a big sensor it's a sufficient sensor and then the wide angle i think is a 16 megapixel camera so even still not a huge sensor now the yeah. question for google is they keep doing more and more with you know ai and processing and i mean look they've done a lot that the pixel line revolutionized cameras and in, in, in phones totally revolutionized yeah it. that being said I picked up my Pixel 3, took it outside, took a picture, took your Pixel 5, took the same picture, and looked at them both, and they were indistinguishable. Yeah. Now, that's not, they're, they're not, a, not a bad thing because the Pixel 3 still has a phenomenal camera. But I guess what I'm getting at is I think that the days where Pixels could... Have a huge lead in camera performance simply through their software, maybe coming to an end. Because now, you know, for a long time, the Pixel 3 versus Samsung's phone, the Pixel 3 had a clearly better camera. Now, the Pixel 5 versus the Note 20 Ultra, with the Note 20 Ultra's, mm-hmm. you know, dedicated zoom lens, wide angle lens, huge 108 megapixel camera, it's really, really close. Pretty much everybody has a great camera. Like, you know, the camera on the Duo three years ago wouldn't have been that big of a deal. It would have been like, yeah, yeah it's a camera. It's it's fine. It's fine. It would, have, it would have blended right in with most, you know, stuff. Not the Pixels, but with most mid-range phones. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, every camera on every phone looks incredible. So Google's going to have to do something. They're going to have to not use the same sensor on the Pixel 6. Mm-hmm. I don't think that they can keep riding the same, the same wave like they have been.
1: I don't think they're going to. I think that they're gonna, they're gonna do like okay. So the first pixels, you know, they, like you said, revolutionized the camera, and they were really like uh, they stood out. People really were like, oh, that's a pixel, you know, that's really yeah. cool. You don't see those that often. Um, And now they're kind of fading into the background because they're not doing anything, like, revolutionary. But they've kind of done, like, this wave of, like, they'll have, like, a flagship phone, and then they'll do, like, budget phones, and then they'll do another big one that's, like, outstanding, and then they do, you know, more budget phones. So what, what if the next one that they do is a flagship killer, and it has a new camera on it? I mean, well, are are they gonna try and take back that ground that they've lost? Because they definitely have.
0: I don't know because what's really interesting about the Pixel, the, the current Pixel phones was that you know when you when you looked at before the Pixel One, there's a one and a, and what well, they didn't call it a one Pixel and the Pixel XL, and then there's yeah. a Pixel Two and the Pixel Two XL, and there's a Pixel Three and the Pixel Three XL, and they were all getting more expensive as you went because phones were just doing that. They were a proper yeah. flagship expensive phone. And then you got the Pixel 3a, which was a stripped-down, cheaper, plastic phone that had the same great camera, and it had actually better battery life because I think they used a mid-range chipset and a bigger battery, and they priced it as a budget phone. Then they did the Pixel 4 and the 4XL, then they did the Pixel 4a. So you got the 4 as the super premium, the 4a is your budget phone. And what they started noticing was that the 3A outsold the 3, and the 4A outsold the 4, which, ooh, big shock, the cheaper foam, the really good sells the expensive phone but then what they decided to do with the pixel 5 is really interesting they didn't build a thousand dollar pixel 5 they built a seven hundred dollar pixel 5 which realistically yeah. should have been a six hundred dollar pixel 5 if they didn't put yeah. a fucking useless millimeter wave antenna in there that nobody should give two shits about yet but whatever it's in there so it's seven hundred dollars but still the cheapest iphone is seven hundred dollars the most expensive pixel is seven hundred dollars so they're butting up against each other in that way so then the question is is the pixel 6 which way is the pixel 6 going to go is the pixel 6 going to be rocking the snapdragon 865 and is it going to go you know top of the line specs or are they going to admit at this point that they're going to make more hay at this price point i would love to see them stay where they are if they could make a 700 hundred dollar phone look to me you take the Pixel 5. The Pixel 5 is, you know, with our brief time with it, nothing about the Pixel 5 is like, oh my God, that is absolutely unbelievable. But everything about the Pixel 5 is at least, hey, that's really good. Mm-hmm. There's really nothing bad about the Pixel 5. Like, what's the worst yeah. part of the phone? Um... I mean, it, it's just, <laughs> it's just rock solid. You know, I, mean, I don't
1: know. I I like everything about it.
0: There's nothing about it that I, I'm seeing that I'm like, well, you know, it's like the Duo is like, oh, it's tremendous for multitasking, but the camera kind of sucks. Or, you know, some people don't like the bezels, or the speaker kind of sucks. With the Pixel 5, it's like, how's the screen? It's good. Looks good. 90 hertz. Looks really good. How are the speakers? Pretty good. You know? Which, by
1: the way, one thing I love that they've done is with the speakers being down there,
0: bottom firing.
1: Do you remember having issues with the speakers on like the two XL, and like the three would get like a lot of dirt and stuff?
0: Probably can't see there? this, but you yeah, can see it's it got the there.
1: Yep, that, so, that so the is Pixel something. the Pixel Three
0: had just two front-facing stereo speakers, where that is bottom yeah. firing, and that's a point I of preference. I love for, that. For me, I like the front-firing stereo speakers. Because it it's it just it's coming at you. However, um, that that thing speaker, I, it really surprised me because it's it's got a set of bottom bottom firing speakers, but then up top where there would be an earpiece speaker, um, instead of having an earpiece speaker like this, there's nothing up yeah. there. So you might look at it and be like, well, where's the speaker up top? Well, th- the answer is there's not one. There's not one. It actually is vibrating the screen yep. to create the sound. Which I think
1: I could feel like last night when we were messing around with it. Like I could kind of feel that.
0: So the only complaint I would have about the audio quality in the Pixel 5 is that the bottom firing speakers are much louder than the top firing vibrating screen. So you get a slight imbalance in the audio's volume. But that being said, I'd actually like to to put them side by side and see how they sound compared to each other. But I was really impressed. It's really... Uh, a really full sound much it was honestly better than i expected it to be
1: it's probably it's one of the best uh set of speakers i've had in a while
0: really solid Um, especially come maybe i just think it sounds really good because i'm coming from the duo that sounds like like tinny garbage mono awfulness (laughs) but you know who knows look here's the thing here's how you solve your surface duo's speaker problems what you do if you carry some wireless earbuds and that's how <laughs> and that's how you fix that problem so if yeah. you want to listen to some pop an earbud, in. it's not yeah. a big deal they're in my pocket all the time but you know overall pixel 5 looks really good we'll probably do a review of it at some point maybe who yeah. knows it depends on on how our reception is for us talking about the pixel phone it may not be worth doing it after you know a week from now or whatever it may be kind of passe yeah. at that point to talk well, about but
1: i recommend it um and i know that we talked about you know would it be a better idea to get the 4a and just put a skin on it yeah that probably would have been the better idea but i really love the back of this phone the i texture. love the colors i love the little metallic looking button but it's still kind of like a green color and yeah the texture i mean you can you could probably get that from a skin but it would feel it would feel a little bit different so yeah overall i'm i'm very happy with this phone i can't wait to to do more with it um also the battery life is just like whoa above and beyond the pixel 3
0: oh yeah the pixel so. 3 was terrible <laughs> i saw i saw last night when you got home you were at like 51 percent, and yeah, you had, had it charged it all day you had it unplugged since would have been what 7 30 or so and at this point we're yeah. talking what 10 30 so it made it from 7:30 a.m. to 10:30 p.m. with half its charge. It's a 2-day yeah. it's a 2-day phone. I mean it, it it genuinely if you were to be careful with it, it it could legitimately be a 2a2-day two, two phone, which is yeah. which is great. I mean that's awesome. So, talking about phones, we mentioned the new iPhone here briefly. One of the things that they are bringing to the new line of iphones they're bringing back something called magsafe so magsafe was a feature on the old macbooks and basically what it was was a magnetic charger so you you would plug you wouldn't actually plug it in it would just kind of magnetically attach like like the surface line and that way it's called magsafe because we've all had this experience our phones plugged in we get up we trip over the cable and we chuck our laptop or our phone across the room Terror ensues. It's horrible. So magsafe was that oh if you do that it'll just it'll just unplug and you're not going to lose your device. Right. So Magsafe on the new iPhone, which I'm showing on the screen for those that are watching this, it's basically this little puck that will magnetically snap onto the back of your iPhone even through a case if it's the correct case and it will charge your phone. Now I don't know that they should call it MagSafe cuz the videos I've seen, I've seen people literally holding their phone up with this magnet so I kind of feel like it's wow. you want it to be strong so it doesn't slip off but yeah, you may chuck your phone even still. Mm-hmm. Two things I'll say about this. We t- I think I talked about this in another video. Um I'm almost positive. It might have been in a podcast episode. Yeah, it was because we talked about the Palm Pre-Touchstone that you, that was the same, very similar concept where the phone would magnetically attach and would charge and this was done, you know, in ye olden days at this point. So, um, cool. I mean, I like it. I, I like that kind of thing. Here's, here's where things are getting weird. There have been rumors for some time that Apple has been pushing towards... A phone these rumors really started when the headphone jack went away. They're pushing for a phone with no ports, none
1: yeah I could I could definitely see that for sure, so, and that would kind of be really neat, but I don't know that it's necessarily the way that we should all go, but it would be really
0: cool, and actually now that i'm now that I'm saying this, I think that yeah, the Mizu zero actually uh, yeah mizu made a phone that had literally no ports it's called the mizu 0 and i mean it's a neat thing to do but at the like i guess the idea would be like you know if you want to transfer data you would use something like magsafe and that would have data transfer okay. or or it would just be done wirelessly which is becoming more and more a thing think about it like this you've got your pixel 5 which has wireless charging and we've got a wireless charging little stand that you're going to drop it on to charge it overnight and you're probably never going to so how often do you anticipate given your your battery life day one that you're actually going to plug your phone into a usb cable
1: for me probably not often
0: probably like almost never yeah and if we had wireless chargers strewn throughout the house like we do charging cables, it would literally be effectively never. When was the last time you plugged in your phone to transfer data off of it? Never. Years probably.
1: <laughs> well, I don't. I don't know that I've ever done that.
0: Most people are like that. Like, let's talk, let's think about like our parents. Like, when was the last time my mom plugged her iPhone into a computer? Has she ever done that? Has she? It's literally a charger. So I yeah. mean, theoretically, if it's gonna charge wirelessly through a MagSafe puck or something like that. Why does it matter? You know, like like my 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 initial reaction to this was that I was like, "Here's Apple just doing doing weird stuff for no discernible reason." But no one's really using that feature anyways, and if my, and if wireless charging is ubiquitous, they're definitely not going to be using it. So then the question is. What are you losing? So you're losing something you're not really using. So what are you gaining from losing the charging, from l- losing a port? What functionality do you lose by, or do you gain? I keep saying the well, wrong it's, thing. Well, it's,
1: it's another place that um, sand and dirt and water can get into.
0: Right. So perhaps, perhaps you know, structural integrity maybe. Yeah. <laughs> waterproofing maybe. It does feel to me like a... Aesthetic aesthetic is probably is probably the right answer aesthetic is probably the 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 correct answer for what why why would you do this it's interesting it's it's a it's an interesting thing to do but i I don't do you want that or does it just not matter i don't care (laughs) what about i don't care (laughs) how many people are still using USB C to headphone adapters or lightning bolt lightning 2 headphone adapters and using wired headphones is this another push to them saying better buy those airpods because you're not even going to have a port
1: well i mean for sure everything that they do is a push to to make more money i feel like um now one thing i'm confused about is how does the sim work do they have will they do they have sims
0: well, a lot of pho- that's a good question. Does iPhone Ow. have an eSIM? So some newer phones are using what's called eSIM. So it's a, it's an internal. It's it's done without a physical SIM. So okay. that's a good question. Do iPhones have SIMs? Do have they have SIM cards? Let's see here. Well, <laughs> well, I can tell you that the iPhone 4S has a SIM card. So so eight iPhones ago, it sure does. Let's. Yeah. see. <laughs> Let's say does iPhone twelve have a SIM card? It uses a nano sized SIM card. Yes, it does currently still have a SIM card. Okay. So I mean yeah, you'd still have a you know, a tray there, although that's probably easier to waterproof than than that port. You mm-hmm. know. Although, you know, really, is this really that big of a problem? They're all IP sixty eight and whatever, you know, water resistant. So like I don't know. I, I don't I, I
1: don't know. I've never had a phone that was like truly waterproof. Yeah, you have. I have
0: you just Which didn't one? know it. Most Which of your one? phones are. I think the Pixel 5 my Mate is... My
1: 9 was not.
0: Pixel 5 IP rating. Almost positive that that one is at least 68. Yeah, the Pixel 5 is water resistant with IP68. That means the phone is protected against dust and water submersion of up to 3 feet for 30 minutes.
1: Okay, we'll see. That's, this is the first phone I've had that was your like Samsung that. Your
0: Samsung phone was like that? Yeah. This is my thing. Yes. No, the the S10 Plus was was water resistant. Okay, a hundred percent. And I wish
1: I'd known that I would have thrown it in a pool or something.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. The uh, yeah, IP68 for the uh, S10 Plus.
1: So I'm gonna go dunk my phone. Is that a good idea?
0: I mean, it should be fine.
1: Okay, for, all right. I'm about to get in our Koi fish's face.
0: So. The IP the uh, Mi 9 Pro that you had was not rated because it had yeah, it the pop-up not. camera. The pop-up camera yeah. was the problem there. So yeah. No no rating there. I don't know. Yeah. It's, a, it's a weird thing. I think it's an aesthetic thing. I don't think it's a useful thing. Um, I think it's taking away a feature because you want to look futuristic and cool. And I don't, I mean, mm-hmm. look, they've not announced this. These are simply rumors. So take it with mm-hmm. a grain of salt. But it does seem like a very Apple thing to do.
1: But they're probably going to do it.
0: Would it surprise anybody? How it's would the
1: speakers work? Would they do also screen vibration?
0: Depends on how far they want to go. If they want to literally have a holeless design, they would have to vibrate the screens. Because I mean otherwise you've got a hole there for the speaker, for the speaker grill. Is that
1: good for like all the internal stuff?
0: <laughs> Should be, be fine. be vibrating. Should be fine. Do you remember um LG had a thing for a while called their their boom was it LG? I think it was. They had a feature called Boombox where basically it had like a hollow space in the phone that was like a resonance chamber to like increase the bass of their phone. And like no, you could that like.
1: that sounds really cool.
0: <laughs> you were supposed to like put the phone on like a table and it would like vibrate. It would like basically turn the table into the subwoofer by vibrating through the table. I think that was LG. Oh, wow. Yeah. I like By stuff the way, like that. the, oh, maybe, maybe the light inter-
1: in this room is like going nuts. So <laughs> the
0: clouds are going by. So yeah. The sun's coming up in them. Yeah. So let's, um, let's close the show with something a little bit different or a little bit the same. So you may have noticed we uh, we completed our series on top 10 Metacritic games of the decade. And I was thinking about what else, something else we could do. And, you know, I was thinking back about that, about how a lot of those games were games that we really didn't play all that much or at all. So I got to thinking there were a lot, like through that list, there were games I kept thinking of that I was like, man, that would have been on my list, but not on this list. Yeah. So what we're, we're going to do is I'm going to read off some games to you that came out in the year of our Lord, 2010. Why do people say that? What does that even mean? What does that even The year of our Lord? I don't Who, know. Why is 2010? I don't know. So we're, I'm going to read off games that came out in 2010, which is what? also wrong. <laughs> That's, that'd be, that'd be, that'd be 20,010.
1: What are you going 2010.
0: You, you know people say like, Oh, like they said, said a, like a zero, they say aught. But I threw it in, it'd be, it'd be two aught ten would be the correct way to say it, I guess.
1: I have not heard that.
0: You know, it would I'm oughts. really
1: confused.
0: I'm going to read off games that came out in 2010. Okay. And I'm just going to throw them at you. We're going to see okay. if any of them pique our interest. I think 2010, by the looks of this, pretty damn strong year for games. So the first one that they've got listed here is Mass Effect 2. We didn't play Mass Effect. Mass Effect 2 was a game that people really liked. Then
1: I know people like it, so yeah.
0: Red Dead Redemption came out in 2010. Oh yeah. Which was a tremendous game. One of my my favorite Rockstar games that they ever made. Also, Red Dead's Undead Nightmare, which was their zombie expansion pack, came out in 2010, which was superb.
1: I never played that.
0: Oh man, so good. It's Western I'm ready Zombies. To it that. was freaking awesome. Then uh, you got Fallout. Excuse me, Fallout New Vegas, which I think you did play a little bit of.
1: Uh, tiny, tiny, tiny bit.
0: But again, good game. Call of Duty Black Ops, which was like the last Call of Duty game I bought for a long time. I,
1: I played that one.
0: People enjoyed the Call of Duties, you know. So whatever. Super Mario Galaxy. I enjoyed Galaxy. the
1: campaign on that one.
0: I I can't play campaigns in Call of Duty. I don't give two shits about that about any of those stories i'm sorry i'm
1: a campaign person so
0: it's i don't know there's something about the i just don't care there's something about like i don't know like just military stories just generally don't do much for me i don't know something about it just doesn't grab me what did grab me was super mario galaxy 2 which was Fan freaking tastic and we've already talked about it on the show in the past. We won't dig too deep into it, but basically it just takes two. if you if you're playing, you know, the new All Stars game, you're playing Mario Galaxy, just imagine that with Yoshi and you've got it and it's 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 fantastic. Did you play limbo?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Limbo. Yeah, came that was out in one that
1: um when we got together uh you had your Vita and you were like, Hey, try this one and I got hooked on it, but I like needed a lot of help with the puzzles.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Limbo was a that tremendous was a game. The, uh, in the very beginning, the big spider legs oh. come, at, come out of the corner and then go and stab at you. Man, no. and if, it, if it would get you, it was so, so sad. Little boy's mm-hmm. silhouette just dangling off of the yeah. spider spiky leg. Limbo was awesome. Mm-hmm. Halo Reach, Battlefield Bad Company 2. Bad Company 2 was a game that I put a ton of time into. Loved Bad Company 2 multiplayer was so much fun it had such a like just like a crazy open i mean like when you play battlefield there's just so many like battlefield only moments where you're like well that stuff only happens on battlefield and now you know call of duty's kind of trying to get into some of the open big giant maps and crazy stuff like that it's kind of wild to me that battlefield hasn't had a really good br mode yet they've they've got a br mode but it, it wasn't it wasn't that great Showed a video right now of somebody who put C4 on a ATV and then drove it into a tank and detonated it. Like that's like Battlefield <laughs> shit, you know? Like Yeah. Battlefield was always so much fun, so much fun. I'm going to He skip played a lot
1: of that, a oh, lot man. just the Battlefield in general.
0: Bad Company 2, Battlefield 3, Battlefield 4. Um yeah, loved those games. Super Meat Boy. Did you ever play Super Meat Boy?
1: I played it a little bit. Did not so- love it.
0: It's not, Yeah, definitely not a Jesse game, but Super Meat Boy was a ton of fun. It was super hardcore, super, super difficult, unforgiving platformer where everything that you possibly could touch would kill you in one hit. Giant uh, razor blades and just nutty things like that. The cool thing about it, too, was it was made by, I think, literally two people made the game. And it turned into this colossal success that I don't think many people were really expecting. So super Meat Boy was awesome. God of War 3.
1: Mm. that was like i played that game a lot i played that game a lot because it was so beautiful compared to one and two and was that it was on like
0: the, was it on the PS3? ps3 yeah so that was that was yeah. their that was their jump to the to the ps3
1: that was like one of the only games i had for ps3 when i bought it yeah i had that and tomb raider underworld
0: Yep, it was solid. You played Bioshock 2 and enjoyed it. You played 2. I did. And have you not played 1, or did you play 2 before you played 1?
1: I think I played 2, and I don't know if I've played 1. I think I've played, like,
0: a, a few hours of, of 1. Yeah. But
1: I played 2 first. Because I, I played that was... as, as the big daddy, yeah. right? And two.
0: I remember thinking when you told me that I was like, "That's the craziest thing I've ever heard." Who plays Battle or Battlefield? Who plays Bioshock Two, but they've not played the first Bioshock? Well,
1: That's because I was poor and I just sure. kind of got my games on clearance when I could find them.
0: <laughs> yeah, underrated so. game had some cool multiplayer components as well. Mm-hmm. Pretty good game. It was a
1: it was a very cool atmosphere, and I applaud any game developer that can create you know, like a set, or an atmosphere, or a mood, that game has a mood, like that is such a
0: oh yeah. creepy, it's
1: apocalyptic, weird time kind of thing, loved it.
0: Speaking of games with great atmosphere and mood, did you ever actually get to check out Heavy Rain?
1: Yeah, um, yeah, I played that one too, as well, i like, I like moved in with you, and you had like, this stack of games and i was like oh these are all games i've never heard of i'm gonna play them all
0: (laughs) (laughs) heavy rain yeah that game was uh i mean the first thing you gotta know about it was the origami killer basically (laughs) heavy rain is this origami it was this like narrative driven like if you saw um
1: like a crime show almost
0: Uh, yeah they made another game that's very similar it's it's a it's a branching path narrative crime serial killer drama big twist at the end and, and it's um yeah it's man it's got some intense moments moments where you're you're you know you gotta maybe cut your finger off to get a clue about where you're about where Jason your your kid might be. Jason. Jason. That
1: broke me. So that literally g- broke me when I played that part. Like I was almost in tears. I'm walking through this crowd and I'm like Jason. Jason.
0: Jason. Yeah. You're like walking around so and and you got to, you're like looking for where your kid. I think you find him at the end of that scene actually, but you're you're walking around. They're not doing it right. Jason. There you go. So you are just walking around looking for your kid and Jason. for some reason this became a meme because <laughs> so many people were acting like are so acting <laughs> like idiots like standing in one spot just looking around going jason son." <laughs> but really really interesting game really different really ambitious game never really had played mm-hmm. anything like it up to that point and there really aren't many games like it even even today
1: i didn't finish it it's been 10 years and i still have not finished it and i probably yeah. won't
0: i don't think you ever will Rock Band 3, a lot of good memories there.
1: Oh god, we spent so much time playing that game.
0: A lot of good memories on Rock Band 3. Civilization 5, spent a little bit of time with. Uh Just Cause 2, played a little bit of that. And let's I guess that's really the big hitters for 2010 as far as stuff that we have that we have actually well, played. That's a that's a Hold on.
1: There's got to be more.
0: I mean, there's Let's there are see. there are more, but I don't know that there's any more of it that that uh, either one of us played a ton of.
1: Oh, okay, never mind. I was gonna say I played a ton of Tomb Raider, but that came in two thousand eight. So.
0: Yep, yep, yep. So all I mean, man, twenty ten was a. I was like, that was a pretty damn good year. Now that's some, that's some I good played
1: stuff. a lot of guitar. What was it? The it's the rock band of Guitar Hero. Band Hero, I think, is what it was called, which was like nobody played that one, and okay. that one came out uh, in 2009.
0: Yeah, yeah, It was like the, the generic rock
1: band. <laughs>
0: <sighs> yeah. I think we'll, we'll we'll keep we'll keep rolling with this with this segment. There's more stuff to talk about. 20, you know, look, 2010 looked pretty good. I don't want to jump ahead of things here, but 2011 was even G- better. Jesus, like just looking at the first handful of games there's a lot we'll talk about it mm-hmm. on the next episode but 2011 looks like a an incredible year for games so we'll we'll maybe maybe, so, maybe we'll look at it ahead of time and we'll both pick out two or three games that we want to dig into or something
1: right so before we we end this topic out of all those games which which would have been your favorite that you played
0: mm, i mean if we're if we're saying favorite based on time spent in it it's battlefield bad company too i don't think that would there's any game on that list that i spent more time with than than battlefield
1: as much as i loved um god of war 3 i would put that at a number 2 spot out of this list and i would put red dead at a number 1 spot just because the goofy yeah. shit that i would get into on that yeah.
0: one red dead was uh, a i mean a lot a lot of good games there but yeah i think i think that's fair well, guys, I think that brings us to the end of this episode. So like I said earlier, you can head over to scaryflutteral.com for all the social links, ways to find our content, and our Twitter account at Scary if Things like that. Several ways for you to support the show there as well. We are experimenting with the idea of launching a merchandise store in the near future as another way to bring in a little bit of revenue. Uh, maybe some maybe if you got an idea for like a shirt or something i'm thinking about maybe a shirt that says stay nerdy my friends on it if i can you know oh, i don't, yeah. don't, don't want to get sued by somebody i look i've been saying that for like a decade so but there's probably somebody's got a <laughs> copyright on it or something but maybe no one will notice so we're trying to find out some ways to maybe maybe get a merchandise store going so stay tuned maybe on the twitter account for that hopefully I have an announcement on that relatively soon So yeah, thank you for joining me today, Jesse. My name is Shane. This was Podcast Revived. And until next time, stay nerdy, my friends.